0: Stacey and Devin the internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast but you won't find any
1: professional advice here <laughs> that's right we are just here to share our journey so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours uh Devin is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know probably
0: let's be that <laughs> sounds good
1: yay Stacey <laughs> Devin how are you
0: I'm good how are you?
1: Fantastic. Life is good. Everything is yep. happy. The world is Yay. amazing. Yay! Um, yeah, yeah. That's uh that's where that's where I'm at. What are you drinking?
0: <laughs> well, um, you know, <clears throat> I, I think I'm a little um, dehydrated. I'm just drinking some
1: water. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, that's yep. fair. That's fair. That's yep. fair. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I feel uh, kind of lame, but you know. <laughs> I am drinking a Nighthawk Black Bourbon. Carol H aged seven <laughs> Sauvignon out of a photo box oh nice nice which I'm pretty sure I have been drinking for an entire year at this point so yes I agree yeah <laughs> I need to mix it up I'm gonna start just opening bottles um just randomly to try to like you know do something different yeah you know anyway um yes so we have a, we have a topic today we do have a topic. We do have a, a topi- very
0: exciting topic. A very exciting topic. We are... An exciting topic for everyone.
1: I agree. I agree. We oh, are going to talk about Dolly Parton. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. Good old Dolly. Dolly is awesome. From um, East Tennessee. <laughs> the patron saint of mm-hmm. uh, East Tennessee. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Even though I feel like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. She could be the patron saint of a whole bunch of things because... Well, yeah. She's just... But we're claiming her, dang it. I agree. And as well we should, because, um, you know, she's ours. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) But um, I guess, when did this come out? When did Dolly Parton's America come out? Well, let's look here. Uh, Uh, 2019. So what was it? The end of 2019? December...
0: No, October. So the first episode posted on October 15th,
1: 2019. Okay. So it's been a while. So, um, you know, but. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But we have listened to this podcast and wanted to talk about it and also just Mm -hmm. want to talk about Dolly in general.
0: Yeah. And oh, and I should mention it's produced by WNYC Studios, which they do a lot of cool stuff. I don't know. Yes. I don't have a list. I didn't think to make a list ahead of time, but. Um, I know they do a lot of cool podcasts
1: that I listen to in general. Yes, they do. I mean, look at their shows here WMYC, uh, 1A, All Things Considered. Uh-huh. Um, what else is in here? God, there's so many. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Cla- <laughs> Classics is- for Kids. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Freakonomics Radio. Okay, yep fresh air um let's see i mean i'm just in the eyes at this point oh
0: (laughs) wow well
1: i know they do is it radio lab or yeah well i haven't gotten to the r's yet let me scroll down okay (laughs) (laughs) yes radio lab is part of them as well yeah um Serial was, uh, oh, was yes, WMYC. So, like, basically, I mean, they the Splendid Table, so many things that you hear on NPR mm-hmm. end up yes. coming out of WMYC, um, especially as far as, um, you know, podcasts are, are, yes. are concerned. So, they are amazing. They are obviously, you know, legit, and this is a legit podcast. Oh, shit, I yes. just. No, no. I just turned something on. Hush. Oh, oh no. That was an accident. Anyway. <laughs> so, so the first thing I'm going to say before we do anything else is if you have mm-hmm. not listened to Dolly Parton's America, I'm going to put the link in show notes as soon as you're done. Actually, even before you listen, you should just stop right now and you yes. should go listen to that entire series because yes, it is there are so, eight episodes. it is so good. Um, yes. I didn't get a chance to listen to all of it before we uh, re-listened to all of to it. To re-listen, yeah. yes. Because listen listened to all of it probably, I don't know, right at the beginning of the pandemic, I think, is when I listened to all of it. Um, but uh, but I just listened to the last, or like the first four, or three and a half, uh, mm-hmm. again, <laughs> but <laughs> in preparation for the show. And it's just so good. It's just really, really good uh, radio journalism, podcasting, whatever you want to call it, it is yeah, it's amazing. So storytelling, yes, story-telling. really good storytelling. Yeah,
0: that I wrote that note. I specifically wrote in my notes, great series, highly recommend. Because I wanted to make sure that I said that because yeah, it's just um, even if you like Dolly or not, or if you know who she is or you don't,
1: I think regardless, it is just a great series. Absolutely, absolutely, because it tells it tells a story of Dolly. It tells a story of um kind of society in general and then it's a personal story of of this of this guy who's doing this interview and creating the show and so mm-hmm. you've and then you've got a lot of other um individual stories that end up playing a role in the mm-hmm. overall story so it's just it's just like i don't know it's it is it might be my favorite podcast i've ever listened to i mean wow it is really yeah. really good yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's what, that's what I got to say about that. All right. Uh, so do we want to get into it? Do you want to, do you have, yeah. uh, some thoughts on the sh- I thought maybe what we do, because Dolly Parton, again, patron saint of East Tennessee, <laughs> uh, yes. there's a lot we can say about her from the show. And there's a lot I think we could probably just say about her in general. So mm-hmm. I don't know where, how you want to do this, but maybe we start with the show and then we can. Break out to talk about things as they either they, as they come up, or you know, then we yeah. go into things that we thought about about Dolly just in general.
0: Okay, sure. So, <clears throat> what I think is interesting. So, when you say it tells the story of Dolly, I mean it literally tells the story of like when she very first started, even just trying. So it didn't, right? Like, oh, here's this person that's already famous, and here's what she's doing, or here's what she did. It was, here's the story of, like, how she even attempted to get into the business and everything.
1: Right, Um, right.
0: Now, like, I, the
1: the first episode talks about, it's called Sad Ass Songs, and it's all about the really depressing, ballad-esque songs that she recorded at the very beginning that were, like, you know, her spin on, you know, old Appalachian folk songs and stuff like that. And it's just really cool. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Yeah, because part of it is um, she was very poor, and I think, um, or comes from a very poor family, and I think that was because one of the stories that she tells. Although I will say, a lot of her songs are not actually based on uh, life events, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah, Um, they are something. Will just like she'll interact, like the whole story of Jolene. Has nothing, like, she had no experience of some woman trying to steal her man. Right. But she just, I think it was something like, she just really liked the name Jolene, and she kept singing it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, and, it's like, basically, she's, like, this savant, like, this music savant, that she just takes something as simple as a name, uh-huh. and then an entire song will just come to her, like, that, and it's just, like, and she's just, she just is constantly writing and writing, but, um... Anyway, but I think one of the things that was actually ended up being kind of based on true story, is there something about a patch jacket or a
1: Coat of many colors. Yeah, coat of of many many colors. colors. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: And I think that one was one of the stories that she actually ended up being something like, yeah, like, her mom or grandmother made her this um, coat out of yeah. all these different patches. Her mom, her happen. mom did, yeah. Yes, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I think, um, so that you kind of see that as, you know, her, the beginning is just kind of her sad, and, yeah, just, like, the how sad and sometimes the Appalachian life, or hard, I should say, how hard the Appalachian right. life began. Right, yeah. And, uh, and then it progresses from there, but... Um, so she does, of course, move to Nashville, because that's where everybody that's into country music <laughs> um, wants to go. And uh, so she gets on a show. Do you remember the name of the show? Did you happen to write it down? Uh, the,
1: oh, wait, hold on. I know this. Um, yeah, I just heard about it again. What's his name? The um, I know. Shit. Hold What's on. The- I got it up here. Um, I promise I have it. Pro- uh, no, okay. Shit. Shit. Porter, Porter Wagner, Wagner. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Okay. The Porter Wagner show. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yes.
0: (laughs) so No, that's okay. Uh, So she ends up getting on that show. And what I thought was really interesting is that she kind of had to fight her way onto the show and kind of make them or kind of prove that like to give her a chance kind of thing, because this was right. a very famous show, you know, and that kind of stuff. And then by the end of the her tenure there, she was the most important part of the show, and the host was actually getting mad because people were wanting to see her and didn't actually care about him anymore. And it was it's named after him. Right, um, yeah. And so I think that that was just amazing, that it was just like, you know, just that transformation of, you know, just, hey, fighting to give me a chance and then becoming – bigger than the star of the show
1: right it's just such a such a good story and i really i really love that and i loved when i was listening because that's <laughs> one of the ones i listened to most recently um mm-hmm. like it taught you know you hear this interview like or not the interview but like the shit they do audio from the show and so yeah. you hear her kind of talking about herself and she's like she's yeah. so shy and so like subdued and then yep. And the way that they make it sound, like, there's, like, one song, and I forget what it is. It's, it had a whip crack in it. And it was oh, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she, like, explodes. And then after that, she's, like, sassy and back-talking mm-hmm. and, like, and I'm just, like, what else, Dolly? was really happening in your life for that yes. for that change to suddenly occur? Like, for you to be, I'm going to go along with whatever you say, and then you finally went into this... Place where you just like said, I don't know, (laughs) I'm gonna do whatever I want.
0: You know, like yeah, yeah. I just gain that confidence. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like I just, it's so cool to hear that change. But I'm Mm -hmm. also like one of the things that I that I took away from the whole series is the fact that Dolly, in some ways, is very heart on her on her sleeve. Like she will tell you how she thinks. She will tell you how she feels. But also, when it comes to like. Very personal stuff, like she's mm-hmm. she keeps it private, and she is so,
0: incredibly private, yeah.
1: And it's like that's really fascinating to me. Um, and so it's like the things that she chooses to keep private, she does, and so who knows what was going on in her life, like behind yeah. the scenes, that yeah. made her like come out of her shell that way, but. Holy crap, you can definitely hear it. And it's awesome to see her do that because, you know, Dolly is such a force of nature and you get to hear her kind of turn into that force uh, from listening to like a progression of things in the Porter Wagner show, uh, which is neat. So anyway, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I just think that's interesting because kind of like if someone had to say like, um,
1: like like
0: sum up Dolly in one sentence I'd just be like she's a magical lady that does no wrong (laughs) (laughs) and um I think that the um the podcast in general kind of goes into that but the question is like how I don't like how is it possible that someone everyone can love Dolly you know like a, a lot of the times like you know country redneck people love dolly but then also like the lgbq oh yeah people love dolly and it's like there i don't think there's any group of people like you just don't find common threads like that that everybody right. loves except for maybe like cookies but you know like you don't find people
1: <laughs> right exactly that everybody loves and well so, and that was like that was the person who, who's i'm gonna say his name wrong i'm sure uh jad um Mm -hmm. the person who wrote who uh created this this whole show that was like the reason why that was his whole reasoning for going into to like going down this rabbit hole was because um he had noticed that like he had gone to a concert or seen people go to a concert and realized that you had church ladies and drag queens and like all of these different types of people just like worshiping Dolly essentially and yeah it's like how is it that she's able to do that uh and so that was really the question that he was trying to answer I think mm-hmm. um and then he ended up you know <laughs> discovering a lot of other things as well uh in the process of the show but but yeah no absolutely like and this is one of the things I wanted to talk about you know Dolly actually came to watch and then came back and visited the um our fourth annual smoky mountain burlesque festival like yeah. we performed at the tennessee theater and she was there and then she came back and talked to uh, all of the performers who were there and was just like a huge supporter of burlesque and that's like one of the things every time they do we have the smoky the smoky mountain burlesque festival we go to dollywood like that's like one of our things that that we do it's like part of the whole um you know the whole thing that's like part of our culture is you know she's i mean and she's a an amazing woman who is dressed in like glitter and rhinestones and all (laughs) out i mean she is in kind of in a lot of ways like she's kind of in drag you know yeah yeah um and like that's part of what is so amazing to our community. We're like, yes, we are there. We're right. We're right with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and somewhere I have to find this one. <laughs> but at some point she was like having, uh, she was like talking with RuPaul for some reason. Yeah. And I've tried to remember the exact quote, but it was like um, uh, RuPaul was saying something like, you know, you're always dressed up so fancy or, you know, you're always all up and whatever and Mm -hmm. dolly said something like well you know the difference between me and you is that i would never be seen um caught dead looking like you are now because he was not in drag at the time yeah (laughs) and she was like i'm always if i go down to the store i'm gonna get dressed up like this uh yeah it was just like so funny
0: (laughs) oh my gosh yeah so So, you know when we sorry this is taking one step back but i just remembered this part. right no Uh, no absolutely uh you we were talking about how she's incredibly private um about things and right. um what i thought was interesting about that is at the very end and you may not remember this because i know you just got through the part but the funny thing is so i started listening to it back when we could still travel because i was listening to it on the airplanes um, right. and i just recently finished the end so i have a really clear um memory of the last two episodes and you have the beginning <laughs> of the few episodes but right um in the last episode, one of the very last things that she says to the interviewer is that, um, like when he thanks her for taking the time and all this kind of stuff, and she says something to the effect of, um, no, yeah, I really appreciate you coming out and doing this piece. Um, you know, I was a little, she doesn't say, she doesn't say I was a little leery at first, but she kind of says that. And she says, I was a little leery at first until i realized you were genuine and truly wanted to know me and how I felt. Right. And, I thought that that to me, I really that really caught me in that um, that that sentence was just like 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 caught me off guard, I guess, or something. Um, but that probably happens with a lot of celebrities, of course, because they just want to come in and ask the silly questions or whatever. And of course, a lot of people always want to talk or comment on her boobs because they're so giant, right? Yeah. Um, And I know she has to deal with that a lot too, but I almost wonder if part of the reason that she's private is because, you know, she almost sees it as, you don't really care about me. You're just wanting the juicy story. And that's why, you know, she chooses not to share some some personal stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And because I can even, you know, obviously I'm not a celebrity and I don't have any juicy private life things (laughs) to share really, but uh, (laughs) like... One of the things, I guess is I'm going to take a a really, just a small side tangent um, to my personal experience, but um, there's so many times where, and usually this is like in the office or whatever, but uh, people will ask a question and then you'll give them an answer. So, you know, they're like, oh yeah, you know, what's your favorite movie or whatever. I don't know. It could be deeper than that. And you'll answer. Um, But then like an hour later, or maybe even the next day, um, they'll make some comment about You know, like they don't even remember what you said. Right, right. And that's a, that's really a pet peeve for me when I try to genuinely listen to what everyone says. And uh, so later, like (laughs) this one guy in my office was like, You have to excuse me I get really grumpy when I do my fasting because he does like a like a three-day fast or something like that oh when I do my fasting I get really grumpy blah, blah blah so fast forward like a year and a half later and he's like saying something and he's like I'm just really grumpy today and I made the comment I said oh are you fasting because you said you get really grumpy when you're fasting and he was like what he was like, how did you remember that? <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, yeah, can I listen to what you said, right? You know, like, yeah, I actually exactly. listen to you. Um, and so I think a lot of people just go through the motions of, of you know, having conversation, but they don't truly listen to what people say, right? And, um, and I think that just gets escalated even more when you're a celebrity because, yeah, they just want whatever the juicy topics, but they don't really care about you as a person, right? So, that almost made me sad in a way because, you know, she has to talk to all these people and she has a feeling that, the, you know, none of them really care or something. But I don't know. I guess that just really struck me as a interesting comment. To make.
1: Yeah. I also thought it was, I think, part of the reason why he was able to get, like, have such a great conversation with her is because he was also very um respectful of her boundaries. Like... Yes. Um early on well i don't know if it was early on in their conversation but it was early on it was one of their first episodes where mm-hmm. um she was talking about times in her life where she'd been really sad and like mm-hmm. uh and they talked about and i've seen this in other on other articles as well um where there was apparently a point in her life where she felt so low where she had was like contemplating suicide essentially yeah um, yeah and uh it's actually this actually really sad because um the first time I saw this was I had just started homeschooling the kids and we were learning about Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. And Ashlyn wanted to know what if Dolly Parton had dogs because not Ashlyn. Kess. Kess wanted to know oh. if Dolly Parton had dogs. Um yeah. and so she we typed in Google Dolly Parton dog, and of course the first thing that comes up is this story about how Dolly Parton's dog basically saved her from killing herself. Oh my gosh. And it was just like uh this is not the article i (laughs) want to read to my six-year-old no not at all um so there was that but um yeah but you know like that was a that was number one a really big thing for her to to reveal and discuss but also whenever he was like why were you feeling so sad she was like well that's private and he was like okay fair enough and like did not did not push did not go any further um, and I think that that is a big, you know, that's a big deal because mm-hmm. a lot of people would not do that. And, yeah. you know, yeah. So, anyway. yeah.
0: He does it again a little later. She says, um, he he asked her if there's anything that she would either regret or, or would have done differently or something. I think he said anything you regret. And she said, <coughs> um, sometimes I, I regret getting caught. <laughs> Like, doing things I shouldn't have been doing. And he was like, oh, like what? And then she was like, I knew you wouldn't let that go, but I'm not going to tell you. And he just says, okay, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, well, exactly. I had to ask, you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was good. But um, to me also, listening to all her different interviews, um, it was so interesting because <clears throat> every time someone tried to ask like a kind of a hard question or like a question that would put her on one side of the fence. Right. Um, she is definitely. I mean, she is like the ultimate devil's advocate. Yes, in that she, in every answer, she easily rationalizes both sides. Yeah, um, and it's like she may, she may start an opinion and be like, you know. Well, I really like blue pins. They're great. But then she'll say, uh, you know, but red pins, you know, they're just as good, you know. I mean, there's some times when a red pin just looks better than a blue pin. And, right, right. You know, I mean, she she is just a master at the playing devil's advocate on both sides, you know.
1: Yes, yes. But that's part of why I think she's so beloved by so many different communities. Yeah. And, You know, and she's not, you know, she's also a very shrewd businesswoman. And she's not about to do anything that's going to, like, you know, make people hate her. So there's also, and I, especially me, like, I totally, (laughs) like, I totally get that. Yes. Because that is, like, I do not want anyone to ever be mad at me. So I get, like, the way that she navigates things in such a way that that won't make anyone really mad but she does it in such a way where she's so genuine about it and i'm just so impressed by that like she's so um, nice yeah like she's just so much like this is how i see it and i don't want to pick sides and this is how i see this and i don't want to pick sides and like she's just so i think it is because and um they talk about this early on about the fact like she's talking about porter wagner and she's talking about that whole thing and he sued her and he for a million dollars and she paid him the million dollars. And then later uh, in life, he's like running into a rough patch and she ends up helping him out. uh, Oh yeah. That rough patch. And like, uh, and she's, and he's like, you know, well you could just forgive him. And she's like, well yeah, forgiveness is what life is all about. And I think that, and he, he, of course the jab, whenever he's talking about it is like, I wonder if this is what the key is. Like, this is why everyone is like, yes. And I feel like that is true. Like there's something about having a personality that can accept (laughs) someone that, you know, like can forgive and accept things that are different than you. That's like a really big deal. And, you know, I don't know much about Christianity. Because I was not raised Christian, but it seems to me that that is Mm -hmm. a very Christian idea that not as many Christians as we would like would actually, (laughs) (laughs) you know, subscribe to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's one one of those ideals that tends to get um, forgotten about. This just idea that you should love and accept and forgive. (laughs) And, like, she embodies that so well and i guess that's one of the reasons why i'm like just saint dolly man like she yeah is a saint she is like the the prime shining example of this beautiful thing that is out there in the world anyway well
0: and also since you bring up religion um Mm -hmm. i think it's also very interesting because he does ask her about religion at the end yes and I thought being a Southern woman uh, that she would absolutely be like, yeah, Baptist or yeah, Christian, whatever. But no, she actually says that like, she doesn't care about church, that that's just not for her and that she is spiritual, but not religious. right. Um, And I was blown away because I felt like, but that's, (laughs) I think, so my initial thought was oh my gosh, you know, she's going to upset people by by not claiming a thing. But it's in fact the opposite because she's not upsetting anyone because she's not leaning one way or the other. So right, she is now exactly. open to all religions. <laughs> um, and so she's
1: so masterful. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that whole thing. Like I remember um, listening to that story and just being – and you and I know you probably took some notes on that about the spiritual yes. story and the and the religious story, but yes, her like she she has this dialogue with God, like she has a connection to, and it, and we've talked in an earlier episode about the fact that I'm a very spiritual person, even though I'm not necessarily religious. So I'm a little like Dolly, is what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely, I hear all <laughs> these
1: and. Um, and like, so I I understand and like I understand and respect and love that about her because the fact that she's got like this she feels very personally connected to the divine. Yes. Um I I just I love that. I love the fact that she feels like she can just talk to God and get answers and that's just really cool. Anyway, I just I remember her talking about that and me just being like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, so I do have a segue on the religious piece. So I didn't know if there was any more, um, specific things about Dolly that you wanted to mention or about the episodes, I should say. Not that we can't, not that we have to stop talking about Dolly because we can continue talking about Dolly. But if there was anything specific to the, uh, beginning episodes that you wanted to mention before I do my little segue.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, I will say, so I was listening again to the beginning and one of the things that's really interesting is that Jad, um, What's his last name? I'm not gonna be able to say it correctly. Um, Abu Murad uh, is like from uh, Nashville, and mm-hmm. has lived in Tennessee, and has like lived in this culture of you know Dolly in Tennessee and Dollywood and in, in East Tennessee, and you know like mm-hmm. country music and like and his reaction. <laughs> To all of that is very similar, I think, to my reaction to all of that when I was young as well, which was just mm-hmm. like, why is everyone making such a big deal out of this? Oh, my yeah. God. Like, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was talking about the fact that his impression when he was young was that Jolly Dolly was like kind of a joke. And oh. I totally had that. Like, I very much felt that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I remember Dollywood before it was Dollywood. I remember Dollywood when it was still Silver Dollar City. That was the first time yeah. I ever went there. Um, and like, you know, I was just like, who is this person? Whatever is, whatever. Like, I just yes. had no, um, I did not respect her at all, which is really bad. Huh. Which is really sad of me, right? Yeah. Um, Josh, my brother, was totally obsessed with her. Um, I'm gonna guess it may have been because of certain features he may have had, she had at that point. Um. Yes, yes. Like, when we finally did go to Dollywood after it was, what it was, uh, after it was Dollywood, uh, mm-hmm. he, like, wandered around the entire theme park, just, just crying out, Dolly! Dolly! Like, he was convinced she was gonna be there somewhere. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> he's gonna love that I told that story. Uh, yeah. Um, but, like, that was that was totally my impression. But then, like, you know, as I got older and as I got to know her as a person, you know, not as a person, obviously, mm-hmm. I don't know her. But, you know, right. like, knowing her personality more and knowing the things that she got involved with more, like, I just really started having so much love and respect for her. And, um, you know, part of that was because, as soon as my kids my new kids were born my little kids were born um there's a thing called the imagination library oh uh, yes and that is like a really big deal if you have and i think it's expanded now um to just outside of east tennessee but especially mm-hmm. here in uh in tennessee if you when you go to the hospital <laughs> and you have your baby they bring you like your packet of information about you know, (laughs) birth certificates and, and vaccinations. And then they're like, also sign up your child for, uh, the imagination library. And you're like, what? (laughs) Um, but basically Dolly sends your child a free book every month until they, from the time they're born until they reach kindergarten. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, it's so cool. It's just such a neat little thing and the books are really good. And like, you know, they're, they're good books and they are also diverse and there mm-hmm. is a lot of, like there's one book that I was so excited about reading to my kids um, that was about just like little, it was about babies, right? It was just like a, mm-hmm. you know, little babies do this and little babies do that. But the parents that they had, you had... Um, parents that were different races you had parents that were interracial you had parents that were very obviously same-sex couples you had Mm -hmm. breastfeeding you had all of this stuff represented um it's just like normal parenting stuff and i was just like this is awesome i love this book um and like so much of what you get from dolly's library is like that and so many of them are bilingual like you get Mm -hmm. books that are both in english and spanish um it's just it's just so cool like and also you just get free books so it's just i (laughs) love i love that i love the fact that this is something that's so important to her and that she's invested this this time and energy into to like just make kids lives better because obviously i would be buying my kids books anyway but yeah, you know there are people who can't, and there are people who wouldn't, and so yeah. the fact that that's a thing that she's got there is is so cool. It's just so cool. Um, anyway, so that was probably <laughs> that was like me, my my first just like Dolly is awesome, uh, experience um, in my in my older life. Um, but then like listening to this and just finding out so much about her,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um one of the things from the early episodes that she talks about when she's talking about, when they're talking about sad ass songs, um, is this idea that, you know, she would write these very dark, sad ballads that were based, had the, had these roots in like Appalachian folk talk, folk songs. Mm -hmm. And she talked about some of them. And it was funny cause she was like singing things like Knoxville girl and, uh, and I was like, oh, man, my my grandmother sang this to me. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like those were songs that she talked about her mom singing to her. And so it was just like, it was really cool to have that connection as well. Um, and uh, and then I guess the only other thing I was going to say before I we, we segue to you um, yeah. was that, you know, they talked about her kind of kind of making this this transition and I and I sort of touched on it when we were discussing Dolly at on the Porter Wagner sh- show where she got like her first big break and starting mm-hmm. off as like this very soft-spoken person and then turning into um like a very sassy like yes. gonna fight, you know, fight the patriarchy person. <laughs> um yeah. and then like moving into like this these songs more of self-help and optimism and like watching the trajectory of the songs throughout her life. I find that really fascinating. And I also thought it was really interesting that she like balked at the idea of being described as a feminist. Like that was one of the other episodes. (laughs) Like She was just like, I'm not a feminist, feminist, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, um,
0: yes, I totally forgot about that, but yes. And um, that, and I think, that did surprise me that she didn't see herself that way. But I think that goes back to the not wanting to be claimed sides. Because mm-hmm. if you claim to be a feminist, well, then it's like, well, admit me, you know, the men will get mad or whatever. Right. Um, and
1: so, yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. I Also, I think it has something to do with... Um, with the idea that being a feminist meant that you hated men like that used to be. Yes. Well, a, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like that used to be like part of it. If you were a feminist, you obviously hated men. And like, she was like, I don't hate men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, which I understand why she would probably have that opinion. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, it was just, I found that, but then whenever they were talking about, cause they talked to someone, I forget who it was, but one of the persons involved in this show uh their grandmother was interviewed and was talking about like you know these things that she used to do or these ways that she believed or the things that she like fought for um but she didn't consider herself a feminist mm-hmm. and yeah. it was like and they made the connection from that to dolly and dolly was like oh yeah no i if being a feminist means you know being a feminist in action then sure i understand that uh, yes. I just don't want to put that label on me and because of all these associations that are attached to it. And I was just like, that's really interesting to me. Like, um, you know, the fact that she obviously, I mean, you know, fought against Porter Wagner, made her own way in the world, is, you know, did nine to five. Like, she's, yeah, she is obviously very feminist in her actions but does not perceive herself as a as a traditional feminist because of you know like the baggage that's associated with that i guess um yeah. and i it just makes sense. yeah i just thought that was fascinating and it made me wonder like i my grandmother was definitely a feminist but i wonder if she ever considered herself to be a feminist i don't think i ever asked her um but I think she didn't she probably didn't for the same reasons i would guess yeah. um yeah. you know because but she man she she wore pants when she wasn't supposed to wear pants she <laughs> she worked when she wasn't supposed to work she had her own bank account when you weren't supposed to have your own bank account like she was her own person um she was definitely my grandmother <laughs> was definitely feminist. a um, yes even to the man-hating part because the only man that she did not hate was my grandfather uh and, <laughs> and sometimes she hated him right <laughs> right no no that's absolutely fair uh and sometimes like she she didn't quite hate thomas though she was totally ready to kill him if he did anything to hurt me that was a uh, very clear <laughs> yes um it was always really funny because she'd be like, is everything still going great? And I'd be like, and she's like, I'd be like, yeah, everything's wonderful. And she'd be like, well, do you just let me know. Because if he ever, he's like, I, she's like, I really think Thomas is a great guy, but if he ever does anything to hurt you, I will kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and she would. And she would have, she totally would have that, that woman anyway. Yeah. So we, I am ready to move on to your, uh, to your tangent. If you would like to to present that at this point. Okay. Well, then I have a... You made me think of a couple of things. So, um, yes, first, I
0: just wanted to share my first impression of Dolly. Since right. Yes, yes. Um, so, um, at my age, which I'm probably... Well, okay. I didn't like her for the same reason that you think your brother liked her. But um, <laughs> I was not old enough, I guess, at the time of Silver Dollar City. I came in. It was already Dollywood by right. the time that I went there. But so, my grandparents were season pass holders. And for as long as I can remember... Like we went there constantly. Oh I mean, wow! It was, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an hour drive, or you know, whatever, forty-five minute drive up through Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg and all that. But we just went. I don't even know. I mean, during the summer, it was multiple times a week, or it was on the weekends, or whatever. We were always there. Wow. And that was from the time you know, like I said, I was probably I was probably Kessa's age. Um, at that point, but, um, and me and my little cousin, so I have a, I don't know how much younger my cousin is, but yeah, she was, she couldn't ride all the rides because she wasn't tall enough, I remember that, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I lived at Daltwood basically, especially in the summers, and, um, But I never really, I definitely never thought she was a joke. Um, To me, she always had kind of celebrity status. And I guess that's why I just associated like the rhinestones or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's like, that's what celebrities do. Uh Um, So to me, she was just kind of a country music star that just had this place, I guess, this theme park. Um, And I did, we did go to an event once when she was supposed to be there. And actually, um, and maybe this is where I get it from, but my grandparents didn't even know she was supposed to be there. We just show up because we were going to go. And, um, but we get to the front gates and there's just this huge crowd. And um, we're like, what in the heck's going on? And blah, blah, blah. And then my grandmother's like, oh, someone just said Dolly's supposed to be here, you know, or whatever. Right. Next thing we know, she like walks out on like this little, um, she's on like a little platform that's above the crowd, you know. So oh, wow. Above, like, yeah, and she comes out and says, like, a few words or whatever, and I think, you know, it was basically like a, I don't know if it was, like, the changing of the seasons, because they would kind of dress up for Christmas, or, right. have, you know, the opening thing, or whatever, but, yeah, she just kind of came out and said a few words, and then, you know, went back in, and that was that, but it was just, like, a massive group of people there just to see her um, for, you know, five seconds, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess, um and oh, it was meant. Uh, this is where I get it from. Because I'm not, I'm not really a person that's like, oh, a celebrity, you know, that kind of thing. Right, right. So I think it's funny that my grandparents didn't even know she was supposed to be there. You know, yeah. They're
1: like, uh, oh, hey, just, there she yeah, is. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I guess um, I love Dollywood, and uh, but just kind of, and and it was fun watching it grow because when I first started going there. It was just, like, a tiny little yeah. theme park. Um, it's always been great as far as the aesthetics go. Like, they've always put a lot of work and thought into uh, the setting to make right. you feel like you're really in, like, an Appalachian town or whatever. But um, <clears throat> and then it slowly started growing until, like, they added the 50s area. And then they yes. added, like, the rainbow imagination area or whatever and then you know they slowly just added different parts and then it became huge and then it was like the same as going to like disney world almost (laughs) yeah Um, yeah but anyway so yeah i've always loved dolly but i guess i never really i didn't know much about her other than she was a country music star and had dollywood until this podcast you know right right yeah exactly Um, two things that came up real quick, um, in the podcast I thought was interesting was they talk about the, um, where the words rednecks and hillbilly originated. Yes. And, um, that was super interesting because rednecks was actually referred to as, um, coal miners that were rising up against the corporation because uh, they wouldn't allow them to unionize and they were taking advantage of them so much so to the fact they weren't even paying them in real money right they were paying them in fake money that they had created um and so the but the coal miners to kind of signal that they were part of the rising up or whatever they wore red scarves around their necks yes um, and they, yes. they marched against them yeah and so that's where the term redneck actually comes from right um and then the hillbilly is actually was a derogatory term towards at uh, southern white folks that organized with the black folks when you know still like the slavery and all that was going on so Right. white folks that were kind of friends and helping the blacks they called them hillbillies as a derogatory term and i just think that's really interesting because you now you think of if someone is to say rednecks or hillbillies it's kind of insulting but knowing that where it came from it's almost like well heck yeah uh, I, i'm a hillbilly or i'm a redneck you know like right you're right. almost like those are terms that you want to be called oh absolutely you know yeah original story so um, okay, so we'll jump into the last part real quick. So <clears throat> the um, religion piece that we talked about, and you said that like she had this moment with God or whatever. Yeah, And right. basically what ended up happening, I don't know how old she was, but she said that she used to go to this old abandoned church, and that was just where all the kids went. Um, I know she was younger, like maybe early teenager-ish or something. Right. Maybe, maybe, or maybe right before she turned teenager. But anyway, um, there was this old abandoned church that was all like – beat up and broken down and like kids would go there and like smoke or, you know, make out or it was just like a kid a delinquent kid hangout place. Right, so, right, uh, exactly. And she said there was a bunch of like uh dirty pictures on the wall or dirty drawings on the wall. And um <clears throat> so there was like and but there was an old broken down piano there too. And so one day she went there and she was sitting in this church and she was just kind of playing with the there was only a few keys left on the keyboard and she was just kind of poking around And then she started singing because the acoustics in the church were still good. And so she was just kind of singing. And she said she just had this like feeling that came over her. And then like in that moment, everything clicked. And she said she just found music, God, and sex. And they all came together for her in like this perfect unison. Right. I think that perfectly sums up Dolly because obviously she has her music piece and she does manage to be, uh, you know, talks about God and and has that spiritual piece, but she's also makes herself incredibly sexy. Like she always, she definitely has this. Perfectly hourglass figure. She has she got fake boobs to have giant boobs. Right. Um, right. Yeah. You know. She wears very tight fitting and kind of, you know, scantily clo scantle scantil cl- scantle? Scant Scantle. Scantle clothes. Scantil? Scantil clothes? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, scantily clad clothes. You know, like she um she keeps it classy, but she's a little she's a little on the edge there, you know? Right. She's a little right, right. And um, I just think that that is so interesting because there's not many times when you can be this sweet, innocent, uh, southern lady or just like this pure, try to put on this pure and then also be sexy at the same time. Yes. Those are typically mutually exclusive. And what's kind of funny, though, is that I just watched, there's a new documentary on Hulu about Britney Spears. Okay. what happened with kind of the downfall? It kind of went over um, Brittany's rise, her downfall, and kind of into this conspiracy theory that she's being held against her will and she's actually uh, been been sending secret messages for help. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's got some pretty, uh, it's got a pretty big following. But um, anyway, that's a whole other topic. Um, so in this documentary about Britney, it talks about how... When she first came out, she was this sweet southern girl from Louisiana. And, you know, she's got her little country accent. And she had, you know, like every hair is in place. And she's just like this little perfect image. Um, But then as she gets popular and as she's growing up. Because you have to remember, like she got famous when she was like, I don't know, 15 or something. Right, yeah. Whatever. So as she grows up and kind of experiences puberty and also as she gets famous, then she starts getting sexy and her videos get sexy and her clothing is sexy and her songs are suggestive. And then she's dating Justin Timberlake. And so now the question that everybody wants to know is, has Brittany and Justin slept together yet? And they're, you know, it's like, right. That's what everything the media starts circling around. Well, then she doesn't handle those questions very well. And then she kind of, it breaks her mentally and she starts, in my opinion, she kind of like, well, if they think I'm trashy, I'm just going to become trashy. And that's when you start seeing her, like her hair's always dirty and it, it's like this dirty bleach blonde like not actually like normally she was blonde but it was like a perfect you know blonde right right um and then she's just wearing like you know sweatpants and carrying like a beer and a cigarette while she's like walking out to her car or what whatever you know she just like really plays it up and leans into it and um so so the interesting thing that i see there or the the kind of comparison that i see is that they both Are like wanted to be this like pure and innocent personality, but with sexiness to it. And I think for whatever reason, which I guess, you know, there's some theories I think we can discuss, but Dolly has been able to navigate that perfectly and part of it's probably due to the media not being as big at the time that she was coming up. And then, uh, so by the time the media got big and stuff, she was obviously older, but I think she's also just more clever in her responses or how she responds, you know, uh, the, like the way that she can snip back at people, but then also, you know, the things that she says, she's a little more clever. And, but I think, um, you know, Brittany obviously didn't handle it well and kind of like, I think at first she just tried to lie about things and then people caught her in different acts or whatever. And then, uh, so then she just, it let her, it let, she wasn't strong enough and it broke her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's two very different paths that could have happened. That Either one of them could have taken the same path. And that's kind of crazy to think about. And it's not that I'm some huge Britney Spears fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not saying like, oh, it could have been the patron saint of Britney Spears. you know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to say that. <laughs> But I just can see a very interesting comparison between their uh, personality styles
1: mm-hmm. and
0: what, ha- what path they took based on that.
1: It's really interesting to me, like, the idea of, like, um, uh, purity and innocence and sexuality yeah. being put together. Um, and I think it's really interesting because with Dolly – and i don't know i don't know enough about britney Spears to be able to make the to be able to make a good comparison so you might be able to help help tell me a little bit more with that yeah um but with dolly i feel like once she got past the porter wagner stage like mm-hmm. it she can talk about being a sweet little kid But she is all sex all the time. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and there's nothing like and she doesn't have. She absolutely does not have any shame about that. Like there is no there is zero shame with her sexuality, which is awesome. And the fact that she's like I was listening to some of the interviews that they were were playing from like when she would be on. You know, Jay Leno, I don't know if it's Jay Leno, but whatever, like, yeah, night, you know, late night television. And people would Mm -hmm. be like, you know, well, I'd pay your salary to have a peek under there. And she'd just kind of laugh it off and just be like, you know, and then she would make another joke about it herself. Yeah. And it's like she would not let them have the last word. And, you know, it didn't, she would not let them rattle her and her she was so in control of her sexuality she's like of course yeah of course you would that's right and maybe if you gave me that much i probably wouldn't let you but you know you could still give me that much money i'd be okay with that (laughs) like she was just very like you know uh, the amount of power that she has about her sexuality i'm very amazed by and i just I don't know, because I'm pretty sure the only thing I ever saw of Brittany were, like, um, the one where she's the high school student. Uh, yeah, and the, the, that's
0: the first one, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then the one where she's on the um, airplane. Like, those are the only two videos oh. two <laughs> well, yeah. I think I've ever seen of her. Um, yeah. So I really don't know. But I just wonder if, if she was maybe not able to, to be as powerful with her sexuality because it was other other entities were controlling it for her. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yes. And I, in fact, um, I, and I don't know if it was during that podcast series or if this was a different interview with Dolly, but um, she made the comment that, like, she already knew what everybody was going to comment on. So right. So her objective right. was to get out there and to say it first. Right. And to, yes. just get it out and then move on. And, um and she, I think she said something about, you can't let them shake you. You just got to keep moving or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, yeah, so that was a good example. And I think, absolutely, so that, I think that's the difference is, um, even though Dolly is all about her sexuality, I do think she's, like, tries to, like, if outside of sexuality, she's this sweet little southern belle type mm-hmm. lady. Mm-hmm. And um so then, but I think, absolutely, Brittany, now Brittany was younger, I think, because I don't think, well, I guess I didn't see any of the younger interviews with Dolly, but... um I don't think Brittany was prepared. So yeah, Brittany comes out in this like low cut, tight dress, or you know whatever, to do this interview. And then the interviewer is like, you know, says something about her sexuality, and she's just kind of it's just she's just kind of uncomfortable. Right. And it's like, I mean, if you're going to put it out there, own it. And that's absolutely what Dolly does. Well, see, in and I wonder cause how.
1: The, I wonder because I don't know, but I wonder how much of Brittany was her putting herself out there, and how much of it was her record company putting her out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was one of the things that I, that I was very struck by with Dolly because she had, you know, essentially a producer and a manager in Porter Wagner. And she was like, fuck you, buddy. I want to do my own thing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of being your second fiddle. I know that I am awesome and I'm going, you know, like, and I just wonder if Brittany was ever given that chance, you know, like, because she, yeah, You know, she was so ultra produced, like she came out of that same um, entity that like created boy bands. And, you know, like, yeah, um, I just wonder if she ever had the ability to, you know, to be empowered, to truly be empowered. Um, Yeah. And I wonder if that's if that's what went wrong for her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, I could see that. Yeah, and I feel like, and I don't know, this is me going off on a total tangent, um, mm-hmm. but I wonder how much of that is part of being Appalachian, like, um, yeah, because, and I don't know, like, I don't know, there's a lot of people who are not empowered in Appalachia, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, but Dolly, I feel like, and part of the reason maybe why she... um romanticizes her her life in the mountains is because of of the fact that maybe she learned something about empowerment as a child you know know, yes yeah yeah go ahead
0: (laughs) well and you say there's there's plenty of people not empowered but i think so we talked about the appalachian life being difficult and hard and i think that they may not be empowered in the traditional sense, but they're strong because you have to be to survive that lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. So, um yeah, so I can see what you're what you're getting to here in that um now I, you know, obviously I don't know Brittany's background. Um I don't think they were rich or anything. I think they were probably just a middle class family or whatever, suburban middle class suburban family um kind of thing. But yeah, Dolly Coming from that Appalachian lifestyle, you know, you learn a lot about being just strong in life. Right, because, right. Yeah. that I mean, otherwise, you'll
1: starve to death and die. <laughs> <laughs> you have no options. <laughs> yeah, you have no options. Oh. Well, that was, yes. So Britney Spears <laughs> could be the next Dolly. Okay, we got it. <laughs> could have been. Could have, have been. been.
0: But she took the wrong path. She
1: took the wrong path. So sad. Yeah it is so sad uh
0: so anyway yeah so
1: are we done gushing about dolly or is oh there i else? suppose i mean i could talk about dolly forever because <laughs> she's just amazing and i love her oh well i guess we could talk about the fact that she donated lots of money to help uh create a coronavirus vaccine <laughs> that's true, which i didn't
0: realize but yeah the moderna moderna, moderna yeah definitely from her
1: yep yeah it's yep. pretty so, awesome all right. Yeah, I guess we're done. It's almost an
0: hour. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. All righty. Well, I love you. I love you too. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media production.
1: hoot.